0: On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we will learn about the new foundation, goats against ghost children. And we'll talk about Sammy's psychic senses. And chubby little devil seals, chubby little devil seals.
1: (laughs) The cold is stupid. (laughs) Let's do this. this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. We're going to talk about season four, episode two. I'm Diana.
0: Hey, I'm Liz. That was was abrupt. I think were you going to say the title and then stop and then you're like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where I am. Just went for it. Just went for it. Woo! Hey, Diana. Hi. How are you? I'm sleepy. Yeah. It's, It's getting late and I don't know, like it's that. If it's just a winter thing going on, or if I'm just doing too fucking much, which is also possible.
1: I mean, there is a wintry storm I think rolling in again. So,
0: yeah, it was like eighty. It was like eighty degrees today, and I think we're gonna get down to like. Yeah, it was like we're gonna get down to the fifties again tomorrow, and I'm like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Yeah.
1: This morning, I mean, we are not that far apart. We are, but you know, whatever. And like this morning it was our high temperature, like this morning, when I got up and like was like the dogs out. It was like 70 degrees and
0: it's like in the 30s now. That's stupid. Texas, Texas, why you gotta do this to us? That's yes, so wrong. So that's why you left Texas? Is that what I-
1: uh, no, because if I was going to just leave Texas for funsies, usually Oklahoma wouldn't be my first choice. No offense, Oklahoma, but kind of, it is what it is. Uh, so now I went to, um, me and my car club, uh, went to Tulsa. It was my first time to Tulsa this past weekend for the Daryl Starbird car show. And it was super fun. It's a big indoor car show in Tulsa. They do it every year. It was like the 58th anniversary, I want to say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting little town. Our hotel was on Route 66 and uh, one of our club members grew up in Tulsa. So he had all the food recommendations. So we went to like Hideaway Pizza, which has been there since the 50s. And we went to a Coney Island place because apparently people are really into Coney's in Tulsa. It just seems weird. There's multiple Coney Islander, like Coney Island, original Coney, like hot dogs with fucking chili on them places in Tulsa. And um then a couple other places like goldies and tallies i i will say that in a um weekend i probably consumed more cream gravy than i have (laughs) in the past year i'm not mad about it but my body probably isn't thrilled uh i mean i love gravy don't get me wrong but whoa
0: did you start taking those cholesterol meds yet? Because yeah. <laughs> you made you <laughs> me want to, you know, right?
1: <laughs> no, they, they told me to wait on meds. They said di- diet and exercise, and then by I went, diet. Then I by sat diet, in the car you mean you mean bucket.
0: consume a bucket of cream gravy? Pretty much, sure. Apparently, yeah. So that's what I did. Uh,
1: it was delicious, for the record, but it was a lot. So yeah, we were in. Um, we had three hot rods up there in a group of about seven people. It was a good time. Spent a lot of time up at uh in the evenings at Mercury Lounge Tulsa, which is a super fun dive bar. Uh, there might be a devil's trap sticker there now. And uh, yeah, that was good. Very stuff. Cool. Yeah, so I think since you we've talked last, you also escaped Texas briefly.
0: Oh, that's true. Because I forget we're in the past and the future, and time mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I went to Las Vegas, but I didn't Vegas like you know people Vegas because I'm me. Uh, I did get some shabu shabu, which was amazing. I love mm-hmm. any, any place that brings me like massive amounts of meat and then tells me to. Like, make my own meal out of it. I don't know. I just love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Vegas was fine and um, tried to avoid uh, m- as much crowding and footballing as I could. I, I, I did, I was at a Super Bowl quote unquote party for like the first two innings through through halftime. <laughs> you said innings, <laughs> whatever, whatever sports ball thing, quarters, mm. sure. I'm very tired, and I don't give a fuck about sports ball. Uh, So, well, um, well, Babe was
1: very happy with the results of the game. I'm just gonna say,
0: yeah, and I was very happy that nothing, nobody hacked it. So, yeah, Um, yeah, and then this weekend, uh, did some tootling around the the hood. And finally, they went and checked out Graveyard Vineyards, mm-hmm. and uh, they are a, a, vine- a, a winery here in Dripping Springs that are partnered with a place in Paso Robles. Uh, delicious wine, lots of fun, spooky themed stuff. You know, so I'm not going to complain. They have like, um, like one of their wines that came out was called Psycho. Like it's, but that was unfortunately sold out. I did somehow drink enough to become part of the wine club because, you know, that's what happens, but it's what, what you do. Well, I've lost two of my other wine clubs and this one you only have to do like, it's like twice a year oh, and yeah. then you can just go to the, go over. I can drive over there and just pick up six bottles and that, that's that'll nice. be it. Yeah. Um so did that and then Sunday was Doom Forge Day at Jester King Brewery. So that was lots of <coughs> metal bands. Uh Sure, that's what you were. Um, and but you know, so lots of stouts and shit all over. Um, some stouts do not need to exist. There were some like there was like a couple of them that like had raspberry and just like maple. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And finally when we got to the regular ones, it was those were good. Um Primo dog watching. Oh my God. So many puppies were out at the brewery. It was so great. Uh there was one woman who came by with a giant floofy white dog with bat wings on it. And our, our table just started cheering. And then she was like, Is that for my dog? I'm like, what the fuck do you think it's for? I'm like, of course it's for, Not your for you. Dog. <laughs> but we got to be friends with him and he was very floofy and then um they were having viking war games but that was just like three dudes in kind of viking clothes hitting each other with swords um Hmm. it was very confusing we're like i think these are the games all right we're we're gonna move on and then we went to go watch the goats and so jester king if you've ever been there it's um one of our larger like we they're breweries and they're like they have wine they make wine there too but really it's just all about a place or a to get a hang out and drink stuff and like around picket tables like lots that's just what happened to ranch land around here they turned yeah. into places for us to go hang out at. Yeah. and um so they have a goat barn and they do things like they do have uh like goat metal yoga occasionally and they do have regular goat yoga and then you can also just go hang out with the goats so okay. we're sitting there and we're watching the goats and there's this little goat and she's in this little red sweater. I'm like that's so cute and one of our friends is very good friends with the goat keeper and we learned that this young little lass was not in a red sweater because it was cute. She was in a red sweater because she likes to attack children. So they put her in a red sweater to <sighs> oh. basically keep an eye on her to like make sure she's not destroying or killing a child, small child and of course we're just like come on Knock over a child, and we just said, it was Finally, like after 20 minutes, she finally started headbutting a toddler. We're like, Yes, this is the best day ever. Oh, so, yeah, no, that was no toddlers were harmed in this. The toddler but, was fine. It was a, it's a very small goat. Like I'm sure, like she could probably cause some damage if you left right. her, like left her unattended. with the toddler for a yeah. while. But, but it's it's like your dog, but head butted by a pup. Your dog, your toddler got head butted by a puppy. Yeah, like it's it's, it's not might get knocked also, over, but they're fine. And also generally like the ones who are getting knocked over, like I saw it was selective. Like they were, you know, it was, it, it, it chose wisely. Like I think <laughs> it was waiting for the right, the right appropriate friend. Oh my god, That's hilarious. Yeah. And so, um, because I drank so many shitty stouts uh, this weekend, no offense guys, some of, some of your stouts are good, but some of them just don't do that. Um, I'm drinking a St. Arnold French brass because it's delicious.
1: One of was just because you can, doesn't mean you should
0: yeah well and i'm sure it's also some those beers are like oh you're great for like the tasting portion right like if i had just like that little shot little glass little shot of, of beer, it not a whole glass it would be fine like it would be interesting but then like i don't want to drink a beer like like literally it was like coffee mixed with wine it was not Ooh. no Uh-oh. no speaking of wine i'm drinking some
1: coleman tonight because i ordered some yum Got yeah, my Coleman Ken Carr going on tonight. So, yeah. Um,
0: well, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about. How are oh, you oh, there, oh, oh, and and one oh, oh one other thing. So uh, coming up uh, this weekend oh, yeah. is uh, will be Alamo Hero Con. I think we mentioned this last time, but a uh, ton of Supernatural folks are going to be yes. out there, including uh, Mark Shepard uh ruth is gonna be there where are the other celebrity pictures Okay, so ruth connell kate kate cassidy emily swallow julian richie richings the baby replica and then a bunch of anime people which i don't understand how those are i guess they're people who do voices and hmm. good on y'all for getting people to pay for your autograph when you're not even they're not even seeing your face that's yeah that is amazing wow there's a fucking girl on here oh dear lord i'm probably her 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 followers can come at us if they want uh there's one girl who's gonna be on there her name is megan riley she's a content creator on tiktok and instagram with over 1.7 million followers in just under two years meg is a texas born and raised and there's Mm -hmm. this picture of a chick in a flat hat and a crop top shirt and jeans sitting in front of a pasture the hmm. fuck why hmm. why are you a co- look i don't care about like influencers are fine you guys have your own world Stay the fuck out of my nerd places you can do your other shit like go yeah. like do your makeup tutorial maybe you maybe she's a cosplayer i don't know i'll go look at her at her instagram later and if it's not i apologize otherwise boo okay um <laughs> let's get to this episode all right
1: are you there Season four, episode two. Are you there, God? It's me, Dean Winchester.
0: Did you ever? read Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret? Uh, I don't think I ever
1: did, actually. I'm very familiar with the reference, but I don't think I ever read it.
0: Mm. I am of the age where it was very, very much required reading. Um, Okay. So this was season four, episode two. It first aired September 5th, 2008. It was directed by Phil Scriccian. And the table play is by Sarah. And I think it's really cool. Uh, The story is credited to Sarah and also to Lou Bolo, who is the stunt coordinator on Supernatural. Mm. And basically he just pitched them some ideas and they were like, we like your idea. And so they kind of gave, and like wasn't exactly this, but this, oh yeah, they made it, they made an episode out of it and they gave him credit and he's got another one that's coming down. And that's just why I think the show is awesome. That's pretty neat. Yeah, so we kick off with our recap
1: um, with a little uh, Billy Squire, Lonely as the Night. Mm -hmm. And then we um, jump into a female sleeping. Uh, She fell asleep reading uh, the book that uh, Liz also happens to have, The Secret Teachings of All Ages. Um,
0: Yes, which is an encyclopedic outline of Masonic, Hermetic, Kabbalistic, and Rosicrucian symbolic philosophy. So hmm. no wonder the bitch was asleep. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. Wow. That sounds like a page turner right there. Uh, yeah, right. So, But it's one of the first clues that we have that maybe she's not a and normal, just, she, she's, normal she might be. She might
1: be into some of this the stuff. And uh, she is sleeping to the Three Stooges, I noticed, by the way, too. I thought that was funny. So well, I, was I, like, also, I
0: thought it was funny the Three Stooges are also asleep. <laughs> so yes. she was it was asleep. very clever. And the Three yeah. Stooges are asleep.
1: But then we all know this is always a bad sign when the lights and the TV start flickering and she wakes up and she sees her breath. Now we know this is bad because shit got cold. And the cold is stupid. That's why we know. Uh, so <laughs> the phone
0: rings. Bad down with the cold. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, uh, so this entire series just hates winter. Yes,
1: <laughs> just, I mean, they're in Canada, duh. Like fucking cold, man. Uh, so she wakes up and the phone's ringing, and the answering machine picks up. So we learn her name is Olivia, and as she's going to the wall where she has a wall of weapons inside the Woo-hoo! wall, which is pretty sweet. Oh, he's uh, a bad bitch? She pulls out her EMF reader, and we hear. um, Bobby leaving the message for her saying there's something big going on. he thinks, and uh, she puts down her EMF reader and grabs her fucking shotgun real fast. And then there's a spirit of a guy who looks very dead. And she her sleep shorts
0: him. were awesome and i hate them. i'm always trying to find like the perfect sleep shorts i'm like can you like someone tell me wardrobe where she got those because those looked really great and also she looks really hot in a like little henley wife beater and shorts like rocking yeah. a shotgun with rock salt yeah yeah you go olivia uh yeah so she's like spreading salt
1: she's like got her shotgun she's this guy pops up and so she obviously recognizes them so she blasts them And he comes back right away. She apologizes. And then as soon as she turns around, there's a chick spirit and who like, all we see is her, like some, the chick spirit is dead. Whatever the dead chick like reaches into her abdomen and she screams. So
0: yeah, one of the other things I also noted about Olivia, like just being like, you may have been more put together than some of the other hunters this show is about. Like, did you see her bags of salt? Like, yeah, those were fucking like, smart as like shit. Big, big
1: canvas industrial bags full of salt with a drawstring, easy to open, easy to transport. Quite, quite, quite well thought out. Yeah. She could just put like a nice, big, solid line of
0: salt down with quickness. Yeah, I, I also like her weapons were organized very well. They, they, very, they just you could see everything. You yeah. Knew everything I think, you four. know, she, ha- she should have a Netflix show on how to organize your weapons closet. So <laughs> I, I, I would be straight. So, all right. So she's dead and sorry, Olivia, you're awesome. Bye. We, we barely knew you. <laughs> yeah. So sad. So sad. So we cut
1: to um, Sam and Dean uh, arguing because of course they are. And we are arguing, though, because Dean is not convinced that Castiel is actually an angel. He thinks he could possibly actually be a demon because he, quite
0: frankly, doesn't believe in fucking angels. Yeah. And he was not groped by an angel, which I thought was a great line. And but really, you know, I, I don't think it's. Illogical argument that if angels are real, real, why have hunters never seen one? Uh, OK, good point. I, I will take that point. Yeah. But now he but, has seen one. But now he has seen one. But, you know, but nobody <laughs> so, else has. Yeah. And then Bobby is like, look, man, I got all this lore. <laughs> I all look, this lore. I have a
1: pile. I have a pile of lore on angels. So he he's in his research, he's discovered that an angel can snatch a soul from the pit so from hell
0: and that the picture of the angels taking the soul out yeah. of the pit looked like a child sure it was amazing yeah, yeah. so i just hope somebody in the art department was just there with korean we forgot this guys like get it out there <laughs> and then uh,
1: but but nothing else can in their lore at all so uh sam's like well that's kind of good news so you were saved by the good guy but we figure out that not only that Dean has some real um, issues with belief in God because he a doesn't believe in God while while Sam does, but Dean's biggest problem and we we he actually comes around this is something a theme through this episode which is. It ties into the title ties into this whole thing uh he's like but why me why would i deserve to be saved i don't deserve to be saved and it creeps me out that i'm the one single out it's a lot of pressure to be like oh no 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 everybody else is fucked but god's gonna save this guy like that's a kind of a like whoa <laughs> also, like, what's val-
0: also valid point though and yeah. so, so so but There's doesn't make of, it
1: untrue yeah. it just makes it very intimidating and hard to process yes so okay. um yeah, so uh, Bobby has a big old stack of books on angels. Dean wants pie, and so Sam's gonna go get chips and
0: pie. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. Yep, yeah, because you need pie to study, and I I believe you, Dean. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm supportive of this as well. But while Sam's
1: out, who does he see?
0: Dun, dun, dun. Ruby,
1: mm-hmm. and she is freaked the fuck out about an angel saving Dean.
0: Yep, because angels smite first and ask questions later, and they scare the holy hell out of her. <laughs> and so, which you know, holy hell,
1: sense. get it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, and so she
1: bails. She's like, deuces,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's smart.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna go back to Bobby's. Mm-hmm. And as uh, Sam's pulling up, Bobby and Dean are packing the car up because they need to go check on Olivia, who's a hunter. And Sam forgot the pie.
0: Yeah, I would just, I'd be like, you can't come now. Now you have to go. Like you go make me pie. So I'm
1: going to point out there's some discrepancies in some of the travel time in this episode that they go on. But we're not going to worry about that now. I'm just going to mention the fact that these road trip timelines are a little bit questionable. Either way. So they get to Olivia's guess what she did not only did this ghost chick like like or just reach into her abdomen they like fucking like gutted her like full-on like what was it like my my head goes to space balls which is not the original reference when aliens. something busts out of your chest it's actually from but aliens they, but, but, but space ball know.
0: also works and yeah i had in there like her stomach was ripped but not like six-pack ripped um, so. <laughs> yeah uh
1: so bobby's pretty fucking upset though and um they see the salt line so they're like this is not not good and they're like well she had the cmf reader so she must have been looking for something but a ghost shouldn't be able to do this to a person is their concern and bobby's goes in the room be- and apparently he's trying to call his other hunter buddies and cannot get a hold of them and that is a very bad sign now something is
0: after all the hunters we're also knowing like Bobby's got a lot of friends, right? Yeah. Like, or yeah. at least like he knows Bobby's a lot got of a network. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's an important like kind of characteristics that we're developing now. Like Bobby is like AT&T center center for all this. But so <clears throat> he, you know, he's freaked out. And then Sam, oh my God, precious, precious Sam. <laughs> and I know they exaggerated how dumb he looked in this, but he like looked at Bobby and he was just like, something's up, huh? And then Bobby just gets like the like the exact look I would get on my face and be like, "You think yeah. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. dumb, Sam?"
1: <laughs>
0: so we cut
1: to a another house, kind of like in the country, somewhere it kind of seems. And the TV goes static, and we or TV's on static, and we've got another dead hunter who has been gutted. Uh, and apparently, this is Jed. Uh, so Sam Jed's and Dean, dead. Jed's dead. So they get, Sam and Dean are there to check it out while Bob and um, he's like, they're like, yeah, and Bobby's checking on other... They're all on the phone talking. Bobby's checking on other hunters. And Dean says ganked. I just thought you should be aware of that. No, he no he says
0: ganking. Around. He uses it as oh, is is right, a verb. As a, as a verb, yeah. 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 yeah, he's a ghost or ganking <laughs> hunters. Yeah. Correct.
1: Yes. Um, and um, they're like, all right, we all just need to meet up. And so... Because this is not good that all of these hunters are getting ganked by ghosts <laughs> <laughs> and but of course sam and d
0: decide to stop for gas and well, i mean but baby takes up a lot of gas she probably so, does
1: not get great mileage you're, you're correct
0: and so they stop at saving gas and you know i'm like all throughout this they're always stopping at like the shittiest gas stations and i'm like mm-hmm. well is it because they care less about credit card fraud i mean because like yeah, I I, never, i'm very I particular
1: n- i know where those skimmers are like no i'm not running my card there
0: Well, also like your bathroom is going to be gross and your snacks aren't going to be great. Well, they um, they don't have Bucky's in Canada, though they don't have buckies but i'm sure they've got like quick stop or something i did say
1: whatever yeah. i sent
0: my friend in new york beaver nuggets and then i was like this morning you the crack and then like i got like messages like why did i start eating these before i made dinner this is really dumb and then oh i've made a bowl of them crap mike has found them and like her partner is like found, has found the nuggets and i'm just like sorry
1: <laughs> have you had the salted caramel ones
0: Yes, they're all, all of them are delicious. Uh, I, had a bag of the, I had a bag
1: of those on the way, <laughs> on the road trip. Anyways, because yeah, we had to stop at fucking Bucky's. It's like, it's like a law. It is a law. Tech, you can't, you like, can't drive You have to get at least one. You don't have to stop at every Bucky's, but you have to stop at a Bucky's on a road trip. It's like a and thing. preferably the bigger ones. So anyway. The fountain drinks, the bathrooms, and the beaver nuggets and the jerky. Anyways, the list goes on. So, sorry, back to it. So he goes to the bathroom, which is gross. Sam does. And there's something creeping. No, okay, to be clear, the
0: him going to the bathroom is not gross. Although, like, it could well, have the been bathroom gross. is gross. We okay. didn't see that. We just oh saw him well,
1: <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. So, hold on. These guys have something. They know something is ch- 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 killing and chasing hunters. They know shit's weird. And they leave Dean asleep in the car and Sam goes alone to take a leak.
0: They're fine sam, has, saying, his, sam has his magic hand <laughs> he's like oh, whatever <laughs> like I need to go be gross so in and of course it gets
1: icy so of course there's a fucking ghost because it's cold <gasps> and the cold is stupid but guess who it is <gasps> who is it it's agent henriksen from the fbi what he's dead yes, he did yeah so basically Sam's like I'm so sorry you died. We didn't know. And Henrikson is not nice about this. He is pissed. He blames Sam for their death by Lilith. He that he you know that they left them there to die at that station and um talks about how like anyway, it just starts beating Sam up. And so Dean busts in with a shotgun and blasts. Yeah, and
0: they, well, it was a very brutal fight, which for a ghost too is like this ghost yeah, is growing Yeah, just beating yeah. the
1: shit out of him. And so Dean busts in with a shotgun and blasts him away. Yep. So we cut though They're So they're at the gas station and it's nighttime. I just want to clarify this. This is one of the timeline things that I was like very confused by. Bobby's at home and at his house by himself, waiting for Sam and Dean to get there. And all of a sudden, it's cold. And you hear children giggling.
0: Okay, so Ugh. my note says, "All crap is that children giggling? Get me a goat. <laughs> you need a little goat with a little red, little red jacket, a little red sweater, just for ghost children. That is that is our new thing against ghost children. We're just gonna throw little goats and red sweaters at them. You take that, you terrible ghost children. Oh, take the goat, the goat ghost children. T- <laughs> so, that, uh, <laughs> yeah." And uh, he's walking around
1: with a fire poker and the ball bounces downstairs and there's creepy twin girls. Boo! Boo! I'm like, why do they have to be twin girls dressed the same? I hate that shit.
0: So uh, there's you know, a couple of things we can go into as like, as they were picking their ghost for this, but you know, those are obviously inspired by the ghosts in the shining, which yeah. are also, there are apparently some urban legends about them. I found like one tale of like ghost children, haunting a place in Arkansas, not Arkansas. Uh, I don't know. Carolinas summer Southern. Uh, yeah. But I couldn't find like where the urban legend came from. Like, except for the fact that I think it's just there's one ghost child is creepy. So let's just add a second one. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So that's not good.
1: Um, and then we cut back to Sam and Dean they're trying to call Bobby and he's not fucking answering. So we know that's not good. And Sam kind of alludes to the fact that he understands why Hendrickson would blame them for, for his death. Which is kind of sad, too. So it's still nighttime during this phone call and this conversation. Then all of a sudden, it's full daylight as Sam and Dean pull up at Bobby's. Sunrise is quick in South Dakota. It just does. Apparently. Apparently and they go in and there's they find the the fire poker on the ground they're searching for bobby and there are so many fucking cars like i know we like see this but i'm like is that a bel-air is that a fucking chevelle like yeah babe wasn't babe wasn't home so i didn't go like and I, and I didn't do a deep dive research but yeah, we go there's a couple
0: yeah I, I didn't know there was like wow a lot of these like and they were not like, it's, like you just need to be restored you're fine like you you, could, i can make you better but yeah
1: but and then we um, determine
0: the ghost children have Bobby hostage in, in a, a van car. Like or, in va- like a, or
1: something like on like, how, like a, stack, a stacked one like it's a high. Like, how is this thing up high? And how did these ghost children get him trapped in this vehicle? What exotic. shenanigans happened between Bobby in the house and a bulb really down the stairs to Bobby's up in a car? It's a very weird shenanigans. So Sam's outside searching for Bobby out there. Dean's in the house and in the house, the door starts slamming and it gets real cold. Ugh. Ugh. So who do we and get? Then- though? <laughs> yeah, we get a oh. young lady that we've seen before, but her hair's a little different. and Her clothes are a little different.
0: And it's ew. It's not bitch, Meg.
1: That bitch, Meg. Only she's still kind of being a bitch, but it's not really
0: that bitch, Meg. It's just Meg. She's just a bitchy Meg. Like yeah. she, she just a very judgy bitchy Meg. Like she, she even judges like the demon that was riding yeah. her and like says like she dresses are like a <laughs> slut and like yep. She said, like, "Cut yeah. off
1: my hair and dress me like a slut." Damn. Yeah. Meg just very cute. I'm sorry. She was, she was I was
0: like, yeah. she was not like her short hair. It was fine. Yeah.
1: She was just a boring, this like Meg was just super basic. That's the problem. Yeah.
0: And, and we're, I just, I can't get empathy for you. And this will be the entire time of just like, ugh. and she just goes through this a tragic story of like, I was awake the whole time. Nah. And I'm just like, my bag of empathy for this, whatever you are, Meg, is just gone. It's just really, like, the, really
1: interesting. Ugh. Interesting. So um, Dean's apologizing, but she's still mad because she was trapped and she wasn't helped. And that basically, she's like, you know, you, you didn't even think about the fact that I was a person that was possessed by a demon. You just wanted to, you know, threw me out the window. You wanted to kill me, and that was it. So she starts beating the shit out of him, and he's like, I didn't know, and I, I don't think I'm a hero. So. And she was ridden for months by pure evil is what she says.
0: Well, she says, she says, do you have any idea what it's like to be ridden for months by pure evil while your family has no idea what happened to you? And I'm like, yeah, it kind of does. Like he was just a fucking hell. Like, yeah, I think, I think he does. He might, he might be the only one that knows anything like that. Yeah. He can empathize with you if you shut the fuck up
1: yeah, yeah. So, well and then we cut back to the ghost twins verbally torturing bobby for not saving them while sam is searching but sam somehow figures out that bobby must be in one of the cars out there we're probably using his sammy senses that's what we call them
0: now, <laughs> his sammy, sammy senses, senses. His sammy, sammy, senses. senses. Sammy,
1: sammy psychic senses <laughs> um so we cut back meg still beats beating the shit out of dean and tells a really sad fucking story about her little sister It was deeply affected by her being by Meg missing. And um, after Meg's body was found, she killed her fucking self.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, like, it is terrible, but the way she tells it, not terrible. I don't care. She's like, and then then you know what? She died! I'm like, fuck off, man. Like, no one cares when you talk like that.
1: Her Um, little line, though, that that was 50 words of Latin a little sooner and both of them would still be alive. No, she would have been dead. But you don't. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's hard to say. Like, there's a million other things that could have happened. Like no, these are just they're just no. guilt tripping ghosts. Yeah. Guilt, guilt tripping ghosts. So Sam finally finds Bobby outside in the ghost kids and they try to like block, like blast Sam back with their uh, wonder
0: uh, twins. Wonder yeah. twins attack.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. But um, but that gives Bobby enough time to fight back. So which is good. And so Dean's still just trying to get away from Meg in the house and able to get to finally get a hold of a gun and shoots the shan- the iron chandelier out of the ceiling so fall or candle, or whatever it is to fall on Meg. Clever. Very clever. So they figure the three of them get together and they figure out that these ghosts are all of people that they didn't save and they all have this tattoo kind of brand thing on their hands. So Bobby goes to the books like he do and um yeah there's noises so they need to get out of there <laughs> that's basically where they're at uh so we go to bobby's creepy safe room creepy it is a like claustrophobic creepy
0: fuck yeah. it's amazing i was because i was just like man so he's got a go safe room it is solid yeah. iron it's covered in salt and like it's dean a devil's like, trap in the vent fan oh it's so good and bobby just dean just likes to bobby and he is like bobby you're awesome. And I'm just like, you are, Bobby. You're so fucking cool. I don't think he says that he's awesome until he sees the
1: Daryl Hannah poster on the wall.
0: No, he says that before that. And I also believe that was Bo Derek. Oh, was it? I thought it was the Daryl Hannah one. No, okay. it was Bo, Bo Derek, Derek from Tad. With the braids. Uh, yeah. Okay,
1: with the braids and the swimsuit. Daryl Hannah did one too, like that. similar, but different, I think. A shoot, similar shoot. But you're right. Okay. Either way, Meh. But it's solid iron coated in salt. And it gives, and I'm not a super claustrophobic person. But I but that would freak me the fuck out.
0: Just saying. Bunkers seem very soothing to me. Oh, oh my god. god. Protected on all sides. Oh, nobody can get into you. You don't have like a hallway down that you can't see what's coming down. Oh no vortexes. Oh so good. Oh.
1: Freak no. So they pack a bunch of shotgun ammo with salt, like you do. And doesn't
0: that seem soothing? Like it just seems like a very nice, like methodical thing to do. Just yes. That part does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Dean
1: is still talking about uh his struggles with God, about how where is God while innocents are torn to shred? Why does not torn to shreds? Why doesn't God help if God is exists at all? And this ties back to, you know, obviously his. It ties to a lot of things I think about Dean's character, and I'm not saying that faith is the answer to them, but I think that it goes to him uh, having his own ethical dilemmas.
0: Well, I mean, these are also just basic philosophical questions that people For sure, asking. like people have them all the time. People
1: of faith have them. People of no faith have them, and it's <laughs> questions people ask. So Bobby, fi- while they're while they're he's pondering this, Sam and Bobby have no fucking answer, and Bobby finds the symbol, and that was on the ghost bodies. Which is weird already. And it's the mark of the witness. The witness to what? The witness to the unnatural. Because they all died not natural deaths. And so something that means that something put that on them. Put the mark on them before they died or when they died. And forced them to rise. And when they rose, they would be in agony. And it's a super powerful spell. And it's tied to their soul.
0: Yeah, so the mark wasn't put on the before they died. The mark right, just happened. So wait, no. because because the spell was so powerful, um, that it left a mark on them. And so okay. that's why they. So, it. um, and it's a sign, and it's from Revelations. Ooh, and that's, not, that's not good. It. It's the apocalypse. Woo! We have an apocalypse, Woo! but I think we want to talk about some witnesses. Can witnesses. I get a witness? Can I get a witness? You can get a witness. I'll be your witness. You all be oh. my witness. My witness for, the <laughs> witness for the Lord. Witness for
1: the Lord. Witness for the Lord. All right. All uh, right.
0: So we're going to talk about these witnesses. This is the story of Keith and Kate Hagler and the Church of Foo. Yes, I did say Foo. I did. (laughs) All right. So most of this research is coming from Molly May's book um, that was printed in 2021, I think. Uh, Witnesses to the Lamb, the true story of hijacking, murder, and suicide in the Ozarks. And there's other sources that you can find in our show notes. And so let's begin. So, on July 3rd, 1982, a Continental Trailways bus left Little Rock, Arkansas, and it was headed towards Wichita, Kansas. It was driven by Bill Carney, and he had 17 passengers, including his eight-year-old son, Corey. Now, Corey is spelled K-O-R-E because Southerners are stupid. So, the bus (laughs) stopped... (laughs) so the bus stops at a diner and and so bill he's a bus driver right so him and his kid he like him and his kid he's just kid just rides around with him on the bus um easier than finding babysitter you know whatever yeah. you can see the countryside ride with your dad cool cool So they go to this diner and he's getting coffee. Corey is getting milk and some pancakes and these two passengers on the bus approach them. So the male is wearing a Harley Davidson motorcycle hat, a denim vest covered in badges and buttons, military style boots, fingerless leather gloves and a single earring because he was a rebel because, you know, in 1982... An earring meant something. I don't know what earring it was in, but it meant something. Yeah. <laughs> that really um, mattered at one point in time. At one point in time. I remember which, but I remember spirit. it mattered. And no, nobody knew what he was supposed. It was all stupid. Anyways, okay. So his, there, he had a female companion with him, and she was in a denim vest, had an eagle print T-shirt. So I'm assuming that's a shirt with like eagles on it, not the band eagles. I don't know. Uh, patch <laughs> jeans and men boots. And so basically, we have like a biker dude, and then kind of his hippie biker Check. mama, whatever. So they introduce themselves. They make chit chat. <laughs> And they all get back on the bus. And so the next stop in the bus is supposed to be this town, Harrison. And the bus is just kind of moving along, doing what buses do. And about an hour down the road, this biker all of a sudden moves to the front of the bus and points a 22 pistol to Bill's head and says, we're going to take this bus to Jasper. Okay. He may have sounded like that. I don't know. So Jasper is like 15 miles from where they're at. And then he turns again and he points it at the little kid, Corey, this eight-year-old. He was like, you need to move behind your dad. So it is rude. But actually, he's kind of nice about this. He's just kind of getting over along. And he's you know telling the boss you're like, Hey, you know, if you guys do this, kill out, stay quiet, like everything will be fine. But then all of a sudden, his hippie woman friend starts yelling, pulling uh, a a a bunny. What's her name from Pulp Fiction uh, Bunny? Yeah, I, um, oh shit, I can't remember, I think so any one of you fuckers moving up yeah you so basically she she's she's really up. into this and she's yeah. got her own gun and she's yelling at people and the guy in the front's kind of like oh crap <laughs> but so she basically like herds everybody to the front and they're not explaining anybody what ha- what's happening um so most people hmm. think they're just being robbed which is like fine, fine take my yeah. shit and leave me alone yeah. Uh, so there's only 17 people, um, including them and the driver and the kid. Uh, so, in about 10 minutes on, there's a woman. She's elderly. She's in her late 70s and she just passes out. And so, there is a retired nurse's aide on, on board and she's giving her a CPR. But so this is all happening. No one really understands what's going on. They hmm. finally get to Jasper and the biker instructs Bill to park diagonally across a little Buffalo River Bridge. And so they stop. And uh, the biker sends one of the pa- other passengers out. It's like, go call an ambulance for this lady, um, but don't call the cops. Uh, so finally, hmm. eventually, like the guy can hear the ambulance coming, but he can't see it. So basically he finally goes back to the bus and he like carries this 77-year-old woman over to the ambulance. Um, and now um the biker gives the driver a note and he says, take this to the sheriff at the courthouse by the bridge. So Bill takes a note and he also takes his son off the bus. And the biker was like, no, 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 leave your kid here. And he was like, fuck you, I'm not leaving my kid here. <laughs> so he, he grabs his kid and he takes him off the bus. And he finds a deputy eating lunch with his wife at the Ozark Cafe, small town, and gives him the note. And so the deputy tells his wife, go call the sheriff. And he's like running to the courthouse and he radios Arkansas State Police. And when he gets to the courthouse, he calls a local TV news reporter named Jim Caldwell and tells him there are two hijackers on a bus. And they said they want to talk to him in two hours or they're going to start shooting. Oh, so. The sheriff has finally reached, and he was apparently working on his plumbing. And as he's getting to the bus, the deputy gives him this note that the biker had you passed along to them. And this note says the world is to know the messiah is here contact ky3 who a bad choice contact ky3 news reporter jim caldwell or jerry adams and have them come to jasper for coverage you will have two hours to accomplish this after two hours we will shoot on shoot on oh sorry (laughs) after two hours we will shoot a person every half hour until this demand is met if any attempts are made to come close to the bus we have a dynamite to blow it apart. We are the witnesses spoken of in Revelation chapter 11. After we are killed this afternoon, our dead bodies are not to be tampered with, embalmed, or any other means of society's funeral rites. The bodies are to be taken to the land of the Messiah, Emery Lamb, whereupon they will lie until July 7th, when the spirit of life will enter them, and we will stand on our feet. This demand must be met, or Jasper will be destroyed." Once again, mm. it is not our wish to hurt anyone. Sincerely with the kindest of thoughts, Keith Fu Hagler and Kate Fu Hagler. So I love that they end they um, ended their terrorist bomb threat with sincerely right. with sincerely. the kindest of thoughts. Kindest regards. Kindest regards. <laughs>
1: so so first off
0: the first question is who was the messiah so the messiah is emery mayo murphy jr he was born may 7th 1929 in west virginia where he dropped out of school at the eighth grade and so he had an eighth grade West Virginia education. We'll leave that there. Uh, so he moved to Jasper in 1975 after buying a general store there. Alongside the store, he also bought um, five acres of land a couple of miles outside of town. And the other or bought like a small house on there. And he lives there with his wife and his daughter, Angela. So when he first moved to Jasper, he opened up his store and he hung a sign on the door of it said, foo F-O-U, capital letters on each. He also would give customers a coin that said Fou, and said if they brought them back, they would get a free soda. He then makes foo stickers and balloons for the kitties. And he also makes pamphlets of Bible verses and his thoughts on them. And you can buy one of those for a quarter. It's very nice of him. And he hmm. likes to hang out at the Ozark Cafe with his biker friends. And every time he enters the establishment, he blesses it. And he, that means he blesses the walls, he blesses the tables, he blesses the chairs he loves his jukebox (laughs) it's just like god damn it lamb just gets your fucking seat but so all right. so that is our messiah but what about this biker guy who is he because the sheriff knows him and he knows this woman too Mm -hmm. his name is Keith and he's 27 years old he was born in October 1955 in a small, small North Carolina town and he was said to be an intelligent kid with self-control issues he graduated from high school at 18 wait a minute I feel attacked (laughs) (laughs) does that does that explain somebody (laughs) Uh, so he did actually graduate from high school and he joined the marine and he served for two oh. years and he was honorably discharged. And then after he came back, he was just feeling kind of aimless. Um, his father said that the Bible always held a fascination for him. And he spent several years traveling around the country, trying to convert people to Christianity and often talked about his frustration because nobody would listen to him. Oh. So, through a series of events, Keith ends up in Jasper in 1977, and there he meets Emery Lamb. And so, Emery basically says, would you like to buy this pamphlet for a quarter? And Keith is like, well, how do I know this is worth a quarter? And, Le- and Lamb says, fair. They're fair, right? Well, I don't know if it's worth a quarter. Like, it's your words. It's Bible. I can, I have a Bible. Yeah. Uh, and so, Lamb says, well, you can take the, pa- the pamphlet and come back. And if, if you like, then you can pay me. So, he- so Keith does. Reasonable. And he Reasonable. Leaves- yeah, he travels around, he comes back and he's like, here's your quarter. So they start talking and they become close. And Lamb explains to Keith that Foo stands for the foundation of ubiquity. And that ubiquity means omnipresence, aka God is everywhere. Blah blah blah. Insert religion mumbo jumbo here. Um, Lamb explains the religion to Keith and says, "Hey, this was founded by me. I just think the Father is in all of us. We believe in the power of positive thinking. And also, by the way, um, not only is religion foo, I'm also foo. My name is Foo, and this was re- revealed to me in a vision seven years ago in Virginia." And he didn't know exactly what foo meant when it was revealed to him in a vision. He just saw a man with a a long beard, a long gray beard, and something that said foo was here. So we had to go through a lot of phrases going, what does foo mean? I don't know. Maybe it means fancy, odd, and unusual. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds a good thing so he just starts using this as a marketing ploy to get people into the store and just starts spray painting mm. like foo was here everywhere so people come in and ask what's Fu? Um, so when he moved to jasper he wanted to start a spiritual fellowship but his friends were all bikers and they didn't like the current version of foo stood for father of us because i guess bikers don't like fathers I don't know, but apparently they were offended by this, <laughs> and so he was like, "You know what? We're going to change this to the much easier to say foundation of ubiquity." And I'm pretty sure that they having to explain to every person on a motorcycle what the fuck ubiquity means. All right, right so he is advertising in biker magazines, and for a ten dollar membership, he'll send you a bunch of pamphlets,
1: like every like shitty motel near there, the pay- the U page and a dictionary if it's around that. <laughs>
0: If they got one later on our library,
1: that page is missing because he's carrying yeah. it
0: around. This is what it means, I promise. Uh, so apparently, he had members all over the country. Hmm. So, as Keith sleeps on a van in, on Lamb's Lamb, they meet for Bible study, and Keith starts getting obsessed with the two witnesses and revelations. And he was, you know what? emory Lamb, God, dad can i call you dad okay dad's fine all right um i think that you and i are the witnesses like you and i and um and his dad who says you should probably stop taking the bible so literally and then um he's like okay So a little time goes on and then keith Keith is also you know what dad i think you're the messiah yeah i think that's what you are and then lambs kind of like doesn't say no (laughs) he's just like okay guess i that's sure um so keith decides he's gonna make his own pamphlets telling of his story of converting to fooism and he takes these pamphlets across the country he's also spray painting foo was here on buildings along the way and god i hope some of those still exist um So eventually he ends up in San Francisco and that's where he meets Kate Clark at a roller rake. Now Kate was originally from San Francisco. Her mother, Ellie was also the former mayor of Pacifica. She attended a Terra Nova high school and was a member of the swim team and was almost an Olympic swim champion. So she comes from good stock, but something's a little off with Kate and uh, she meets Keith and she just thinks, you know, he's awesome. And then Keith is like, you know what? (laughs) you're my second witness and she's oh. like far out man this is groovy or something so they travel back across the country eventually they get married in a courthouse in north carolina make their way back to Jasper and Lamb was like you know you weren't joined by my church so uh, Lamb marries him again on January 21st 1979 and then hmm. you know they basically move in they're moving to the, the van they're sleeping in the van on his property and he is like okay so I have things for you to do you're going to build me some pyramids and he's like look at these rocks I made into a pyramid and they're like sure food that sounds great so they start making like pyramids of rocks and then the next day he is like I want you make a circle of these pyramids and they're like okay so then they start making like just rock pyramids everywhere and none of these are like huge or anything they're just piling fucking rocks and yeah. um in a triangular and, fashion like by
1: knee high like just little piles of rocks
0: you know for for god yeah. you know uh, eventually they, they buy a trailer and they move that onto onto foo's property they get jobs uh land does yeah th- and they consider you know land less, starts t- less consider- time
1: for pyramid building then
0: Right. Well, because Lamb also needs money. Uh, so they start working and giving their money to, to Lamb. Uh, like I said, his mother and his daughter also, also live with with Lamb. Right, So Lamb's like, you know what? I can't run the store anymore because I need to focus on Foo. So I'm going to close this. And hey, wife, can you go get a job? so he sends his wife off to go uh work at the same ozark cafe where his daughter works and eventually kate um decides that she doesn't like working in the factory she's been at so she goes and starts working in this cafe too so they're all working in the same cafe that that the deputy was eating at earlier it's just kind of it's a small town you know people have a place to hang out um so Lamb is also starting to do some other fun things besides take all your money, you know, just doing things like, Hey, Angela, like his daughter is like, you can't wear a swimsuit. And then Kate's like, well, that's stupid. Like, why can't she wear a swimsuit? And then Keith is like, well, cause Fu said it. So I don't think you should wear a swimsuit either. So this girl, who used to be like, basically an Olympic swimmer, stop swimming for these fucking dudes. All right. Mm so kate's working at the cafe all the customers were really like you know she was really sweet and she was a really good worker uh she would sometimes just disappear so they could go trap you know pass out pamphlets about fooism but the owner was just like she was just so good that like i always just like took her back you know whenever she came back um So Keith is like also just traveling around spreading the word of foo and trying to get newspaper interviews where he can. Finally, the spring of 1982 has come and Keith decided, you know, this is the time for the witnesses because the 1,260th day, July 3rd, 1982 is coming. And that is when the witnesses arise. So he and Kate sell all their stuff and they go to LA and they go to LA to go to NBC studios to go be on real people. Do you remember real people? No. Oh, you may be a little young for this, but it was this really awesome, terrible show about real people. Like, they just would have, like, kind of... There's this, like, something they're doing on Peacock now where they have people tell stories and stuff. Uh-huh. And the woman who cared for my grandfather's house was a trucker named Redneck Granny, and she was actually in one of the episodes that should find out on YouTube. Anyways, so it was this very popular show, and Keith and, and Kate go to go beyond it and tell their word. I mean, they didn't... Were asked to be there. They just showed up because they thought oh, that's... Okay. you know. You know that's how you get on real people and they're like hey like we want to be on the show we're real people and they're like well let's go check with the producers like you know no so the producers declined
1: oh they weren't like y'all are so weird we definitely want you on because i feel like that no, may have th- happened nowadays
0: i think today they would have been on the show they, yeah, they definitely would have been off. They would have probably gotten a reality TV show if it was today. Uh, so they go back. They're still printing flower, flyer flyers. And they eventually paid for an advertisement in the Newton County Times that was going to be published on June 8th. And the advertisement said, yep, it's here. Attention, 144,000. Where will you be in the 4th of July? The son, the son of the son of man has arisen brothers. We will ride again. Jasper, Arkansas, July 3rd through 7th. So, Whoa. all right. So all that happened. So let's go back to our bus now. Right. So we've got people sitting on the bus. The sheriffs are there. Keith and Kate are on the bus. Now we kind of know who these players, right? Uh, so someone's like, we should call Foo, right? Let, let's call the Messiah and tell them, you know, those kids are here and they, they're going to blow up a bus. Yeah. so they, someone goes to, to lamb's house and he is like yeah it's police business so he just doesn't go like he doesn't even go damn. to the bus where these people are out he was like it's a police matter they'll take care of it and everyone's like what the fuck and, <laughs> and he's like eh, i can't be bothered so damn I, so at this point you know so traffic is just stopped everywhere because they've blocked this bridge right and mm-hmm. people are all getting out because it's also july in arkansas so it's fucking hot as shit the bus is sweltering because it's been turned off and there's no air conditioning and um so they're like just you know open the window she'll be fine um and all these people are like trying to like get on to get closer look at the bus and the police are like there are people with guns and they say they have dynamite back the fuck up they end up having to arrest two people who just like would not back up i mean that doesn't that that checks out (laughs)
1: Cause yeah. like I'm at, you know, like when something bad happens nowadays, everybody just whips out their cell phone.
0: Yeah. What did you do before your cell phone?
1: Just got real close.
0: You got real close to the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the sheriff and the other police are trying to reason with Keith and they're like, we have a Bible. Show me in this Bible where you're being risen. And he's just like doing yeah. like whatever backtracking talk. Okay. And so the police and the sheriff are trying to reason with Keith and he's just you know, basically kind of doing that religious fanatic like backtrack of like Whoa. making like whatever, whatever this happens, like this means this, this means this, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, and they're like, Can't you just shoot us? Cause we're gonna need to. And then he's like, the sheriff's like, no, we can't shoot you. Um and so the news crew eventually gets there, right? And they're like, Okay, if I give this interview, I'll let seven people go. So you let seven people go and they interview him and he shares his message and basically the message is that he wish he hadn't come to this that nobody not even real people would put them on there before. So clearly this is all your fault because you wouldn't put us on TV. Oh, so so it's
1: society's is, fault for not listening to them.
0: It's the media's fault for not listening okay. to him and Well, it's
1: always there. the media's fault. That's
0: okay. We can blame the we yeah, we're still blaming the media for a lot of stuff. All right. So uh, the news crew, fi- you know, finally they get his message. They record and they leave. And finally, Keith lets the rest of the people off the bus. So now there is a police barricade. There's just you know Keith and Kate on the bus, and Keith and Kate have tied their guns to their hands so they can't drop them with the police say drop your weapons because they want the police to shoot them mm. so that they can have their bodies taken to Foo's land where they will lie for three days and rise up, right?
1: Mm. Uh,
0: Hmm. so they just kind of go back and forth like they can't use tear gas on them because of all the the people that are crowded around it right Hmm. and the state police is finally like instructed his men he's like look they're going to come out and you're going to shoot them but you're going to shoot them each in the shoulder only to wound them and make them not able to use their guns but we're not going to kill them Right Um, and then basically things go back and forth. Keith like still talks to the journalists over and over again. They have a lot of ridiculous conversations about religion. Um, one of the news people ask why Lamb isn't there. and Keith says, because he is a law-abiding c- citizen and he is the Messiah, can you see the Messiah coming down and being involved in this? which is not a it's a fair point like okay yeah i mean Messiah's get other shit to do besides being on the bus but i don't know that lamb does yeah um, <clears throat> so finally the media go again um and keith and kate are going to come off the bus right so they get off the bus and they start walking towards the police line but eventually they drop to their knees so they're basically crawling to this police line with the guns like draped to their tied to their hands they stop oh. and they kiss and then then they get shot in their shoulders Hmm. but the problem is is that Kate was shot in her left shoulder so she still had her gun hand and she shoots Keith in the chest and then she shoots herself Keith is dead at the scene and she's taken to a hospital but she dies along the way so I mean which I just think is like tragic overall That you know how much mental state because they didn't drink or do drugs this was just straight up belief and shit which is yeah. really kind of terrifying in itself yeah. uh, the area around the morgue is secured so food's followers will won't, won't steal the bodies not that he really had any followers but huh. nobody takes them they could take into the state medical examiner's office in little rock um so after they are taken there um then their bodies were sent to their parents. So they didn't get to go lie get laid out on on his land like they wanted. Um but uh Keith's family did bury him the day that he was asking to be risen and Kate's mom had her body cremated on that day as well. So at least they're like we can honor their last wishes. Damn. <clears throat> mary lamb ended up getting a lot of interviews and a lot of phone calls following his you know his his not doing anything uh he was very upset that he could not get his motorcycle hat back from the state police because the hat that keith had been wearing was his hat and so when they collected his belongings he really wanted to get that back and they wouldn't give it to him that's a weird thing to have been upset about at that moment in time yeah it seems seems a little weird um so of course like the seventh comes and like there's people in town and they're waiting to see like what the hell this jasper will be destroyed messages Oh, by the way when they looked at their bus there was no dynamite on it ever that was that uh, was everything the they was just made up. about it yeah. it's all made up um <clears throat> and so people are waiting kind the bridge to see what happens on that day but nothing happens um uh, lamb however says that keith and kate did return to his house at 4 30 in the morning on july 7th and they came back in our minds you can't see them but they came back in our minds and the reason that he knew is because his wife was was shaken awake and it wasn't him that shook her awake that must have been was kate and keith they're here they've returned but you can't see them because they're our Hmm. well eventually so lamb ends up staying in jasper um but pretty much the whole town just kind of like Ices-es them out because they really a lot of them really liked kate for one reason a lot of them kind of thought you know keith was sort of harmless also mm-hmm. you didn't fucking calm down well like there's like you could have prevented so much of this like you knew this right was
1: gonna and these people are dead because they followed you and believed you and took it to an extreme and you could have been there and shut this all down and you didn't
0: well, and, you know, really, a lot of people also think that it was just, you know, a con thing that he, he obviously he was just like, whatever. Sure. I'm the Messiah. Take. No, give I'm not. Money. I'm going to close my store. No, you go work and give me money. Right. Yeah. Um, Uh, He did stay in Jasper until he died in 1995, and he would often be seen driving around town in an old gray hearse, which I do adore. And then as much as like this guy is a piece of shit, he's also kind of funny. So his gray hearse finally breaks down. So he bought an ambulance because he thought it'd be funny to drive around with a doll in the back. And then people like the sheriff had to ask him to stop because people kept calling them thinking a child had been kidnapped in the back of the ambulance oh
1: yeah and weirdo. so
0: yeah and there are remains of the quote-unquote church on the food land and there's i found a, there was a picture on Flickr of like um where you can see kate writing like where she wrote into a hand that kate food was here and very kind of sad and sweet um but yeah and so that's that was the story of the witnesses the uh witnesses. interesting enough like you know some of the things too that have come out of this was this is kind of like the beginning really of Media putting super violent shit on television and replaying it over and over again for ratings, even when it like may not was like been needed to be put on. Right. This so- precedes
1: our twenty-four hour news cycle, which is really what really highlighted a lot of that. But this is, you know, in the early days of us of us really broadcasting things like that for sure
0: yeah so a lot of i guess kind of like the gore media you know and just basically trying to get things for ratings mm-hmm. uh, so um a uh, sad and tragic story but also foo foo, foo.
1: oh foo. Oh, right. foo
0: oh foo bunny foo foo all right so we're gonna go back they have now determined that it is the apocalypse and dean has plans and he wants her his apocalypse uh, he's
1: like for I liked his quote word before that. He's like four horsemen pestilence, five dollar gallon gas. I'm
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, you didn't Anyways. even know there uh, wouldn't be toilet paper. That didn't even I come into your list. <laughs> God
1: damn, missed out. Um, so uh, Sam asks, "What do we do?" And you're right, Dean does have his trip planned. He said road trip, Grand Canyon, Star Trek experience, Bonnie Ranch. <laughs> I mean. I would like to do all... Well, I don't care about the bunny ranch, mean <laughs> <the ranch. laughs> no, I'll pass I in. But Grand Canyon Star Trek experience? Sure. I mean, I would go to a ranch
0: of bunnies. Right. Sure. Same. Like with little fluffy and tails.
1: I'm not like opposed to making a trek to Nevada. I just don't necessarily <laughs> need to go to the bunny ranch. Anyway, so... Um, Bobby's like, yeah, but first we gotta survive uh, these fucking ghosts. So, but I found a spell, so let's do it. But we have to get out of this room to do it, of course, because we have to go do it over the fire in the library. We can't do it in my safe room because that would be too easy.
0: Yeah, that would that would have been nice. I'm also like, oh man, you, why didn't you put these things in your safe room? Yeah, right. Uh, I guess eventually that gets crowded, and you need sometimes you need things that they can't. Well, and I'm sure the
1: ventilation's probably not great for an open fire, which apparently they also need in his iron room
0: that is fair well and you know think about how often you refresh your bunker
1: yeah not often enough but so they decide they need to they get all armed and they start heading back upstairs
0: and who do we get (gasps) it's ronald and i think about it ronald is the ultimate witness because he was like witnessing supernatural stuff like before he even died and nobody believed him. Like he was a witness. He was. It was the witness.
1: Man. So if y'all don't remember, he's from our bank heist episode. Um and uh so Bobby has to blast him. He obviously, why why does
0: why does Bobby have to blast him?
1: <laughs> because Dean's sad because he thought they were friends and it was and he's sad that Ronald died and he does feel guilty about it.
0: Yeah, but Bobby says, if you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk. And well, I really that think too. that belongs in a t-shirt. I would sell in shoot, Texas. Shoot, don't talk. I mean, I feel like that's
1: just a rule anyways, though. Like, if you're going to, it's like, if you're going to pull your fucking gun, you better be shooting. Otherwise, like, don't pull your shit. That's kind of like how it goes. Right. I mean, yeah. anyways, <laughs> fair. Um, anyway, so they've got, there's Bobby sends Sam to go get a hex box upstairs and Dean's trying to kind of protect Bobby while he sets up for the spell. But then he sends Dean to go get more ingredients. The twins show up and are telling Bobby how he could have saved them. Sam gets a hex box and he gets attacked by Meg. And she tells Sam, this is where it gets fucked up to me. I think this comes, she opens up a whole ethical dilemma here. I think. Did you not?
0: Uh, me? Uh, no, mine said, here's Meg again. Do these witnesses just whine you to death? <laughs>
1: well, I thought she pulled, brought up a really. So, of course, she's like, I want you to see, you know, you you need to see that I'm suffering. And but he, she calls him out on banging Ruby.
0: Yeah, well, she just doesn't say banging her. He's like, what mm. he's doing with Ruby? Because we still don't know that he's putting his penis inside of her.
1: We don't. It's implied that he might want to or has possibly. Anyways. Maybe, but we
0: don't know. So, so but I think but it's that she, but the, like what he's doing with Ruby, not the sex wise, that what he's oh, doing. In terms of I took like, it
1: as an ethical, like sexual dilemma. I took it as, so Sam, so Ruby is using human bodies as her meat suits or vessels or whatever you want to call them for her demonic possession, because Ruby's a fucking demon. We know this. And she had one for a long time and now she's got a new one and they're all hanging out. And Sam gives her a pass basically while she's burning through bodies. I also thought there was an implication that Sam and Ruby were hooking up, which would be a whole other ethical dilemma because that body can't consent. Anyways, there we
0: go okay all right so uh we get that and now we're gonna get dean closed off in the kitchen and with hendrickson oh man and hendrickson
1: admits that we left you we were wrong and it was fucked up um and uh so hendrickson explains to dean what happened after they left that lilith didn't just White blast them away like it was implied. She took a good 45 minutes to kill them, where she filleted off Nancy's skin, which is very sad
0: and interesting, too, right? Because it right. really because in the show implied, we just see this big we, white we, flash
1: and it's like, oh, it's done okay. They all were vaporized, done.
0: Yeah, but no. I think mean, they they padded this one. And this probably was not in that original lore, like, yeah, this would be really good. All right, so but then he then, reaches
1: into his chest and grabs Dean's heart, chest punch, mm. yeah. And but he also wants to know why Dean was safe from L, which I don't think is interesting. I think it's interesting that he knows about this. And I guess I don't know why he wouldn't. But you know, everybody knows,
0: as, as we've learned, everybody knows.
1: So and Sam shows up just in time and blasts Hendricks in a way. But we get um, Bobby doing his spell, and the brothers are there again, and Ronald shows back up. And uh, and talking shit To Dean, of course So we end up basically with Sam and Dean Covering Bobby Bobby's doing the spell and they're just fucking blasting Until I'm like so much ammo Like this is a somewhat Like distracting thing Going on with Bobby chanting Sam and Dean consistently blasting all these fucking ghosts And then the amount of Ammo they're going through is fucking absurd And then uh, They use a desk to pin Sam So Sam can't fucking move And they've got now Dean's down to the fucking iron poker from the fire. It's just all bad in this scene. And then Meg tries to grab Bobby's heart. This is where it goes very bad. So Dean has to grab the bowl of spell mixture that Bobby's been working on and throw it into the fire to make them all disappear.
0: And everyone is saved. Huzzah! And there's salt everywhere. This is very messy.
1: I mean, this is not like at one of the abandoned shitty houses that they like pop through or a fucking motel. Bobby lives here. This place is a fucking mess. Bobby didn't hiring a maid. I mean, he might need to or probably should. But man, this is gonna suck to clean up. They're never gonna get all that dust up. I feel like or that 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 salt up. I feel like salt like that is probably like glitter where you like never get all of it up.
0: You're just fighting fighting salt for like decades. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, can you reuse that salt? Like, is oh, it like once it gets it like shot just, through a gun? Like, like, is like, it done? Just sweep it or into a it line like, and like
1: make a line with it or put it in like in a like to so like Block a door. Are you doing
0: rails and rails of salt? <laughs> no, I'm making like a line for a doorway or window. So. <laughs> lines of salt. I was like, That, well, was that sounds far. terrible. <laughs> Lord. Uh okay. All right. So there is everyone is now asleep in this place that has presumably yeah. discovered and fucking so, salt. And yeah. then we Sam's hear- on the
1: sofa, Dean's on the floor.
0: <laughs> trying yeah, to we make hear, the,
1: hear the windy noise. <laughs> And who is it?
0: Oh, <gasps> It is Cassio. <clears throat>
1: Standing in the kitchen. So Dean wakes up and Cassio is like complimenting him about the, their job with the witnesses. And he's like, what? He's like, he's like, and Dean's like, I thought y'all were more like guardians. Like angels were more like guardians, not dicks. <laughs>
0: And what have we learned now? Angels are dicks. Oh, oh. such an important message of the show. But also, Cass has a valid point. He's like, "Hi, read the Bible. Angels are soldiers." Like, right. yeah, yeah. And it's was, like, it is a point. Like, it's
1: not. Angels aren't the like, oh, ha, ha, let me. They're not fairy godmothers. They're they're soldiers that but yeah yeah
0: i think it's it would probably be an intro maybe one day we'll go into where that changed from angels yeah. being you know i am michael i have a giant sword to i'm <laughs> a fluffy little chair of angel yeah. and i'm gonna pray to you to help me um and oh, there's so many ways we can get like, angels are so weird in culture like i just mm-hmm. don't know so <sighs> this this opens up like and
1: and Castiel's, hey, like i've had other concerns as well and then dean's like yeah but where's god like I'm, you know, I'm not convinced that he, you know, he exists if he's not helping people. And then the, the line, Castiel said, the Lord works. And Dean responds, if you say in mysterious ways, I will kick your ass. <laughs> yeah,
0: Fair. yeah.
1: Fair. 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 So, <clears throat> um, but Castiel confirms that it is a sign of the apocalypse, that there are 66 seals and the, um, the witnesses were one of the seals. It was uh, being broken by Lilith there are 20 other hunters dead and that uh, the seals are like locks on a door. Even if you beat what happens, the seal is still broken.
0: So yeah, Before we get to the, the end of what happens since the yeah. last one's open, I do also want to point out the other line that i thought was hysterical which is the rising of the witnesses is one of the 66 seals and dean says i'm guessing that's not a show at sea world and then i just started picturing 66 seals like <sighs> just making little seal noises
1: uh, yeah you're yeah and uh the last seal after it's broken, <sighs> lucifer walks free <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Just> a <seal. laughs> it's a devil <laughs> the devil is a oh, seal <laughs> oh my god and it's so fat <laughs> Just... uh,
1: Such a chubby little devil seal
0: oh it's so cute
1: chubby little devil seal
0: little devil seal uh
1: yeah, All right, fine. So, so, yeah lucifer yep yeah. um yeah so uh, we've got um castiel's like look, yeah we we lost on this one because the seal still got broken but there are other seals and then this is the first time in two thousand years that me and he says we have been like down interacting to try to stop all this shit so it's kind of a big fucking deal is what he's saying
0: yeah so story-wise what we're giving though is like he's not the only angel there are other angels that are down on earth now so i think that's kind of a big deal
1: yeah um, and he's like, yeah, six of my brothers died this week. And we need to look at the big picture and demands, demands Dean's respect because he dragged him out of hell and he can throw him back down. I wrote, damn, and
0: then Dean has a face that says, damn, and then Cash just goes,
1: <laughs> and Dean wakes oh, up it. on the floor. So
0: Good was morning. it a dream. Was it a
1: real? I don't know. Uh. Uh, we know it was fucking real. Whatever. Anyway, Sam asks what's wrong when they wake up and um, basically they come out. He's like, Okay, he, Sam doesn't really have trouble believing in God and angels. And so Dean replies, so I guess that means you believe in the devil. Dun, dun, dun. It's a good ending. Yeah. I enjoyed the ethical <laughs> dilemma. I know this is like um, this is kind of like my know that's the i i did strongly disliked in this episode the guilt trip that was a personification of their own guilt about the the weight that they carry i didn't i mean i i get for a story you know driving the story along i just found it upsetting because i'm a fucking wuss but i like the because that's really what it was it was personification of their but all of them questioning what they've done if they've done enough or whatever and then I do enjoy the ethical and like the philosophical dilemma and re- and faith <clears throat> dilemma that Dean is having with all of this. So there we go.
0: Yep. I hate whitey bitches. I know. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> I do like seals though. So I know. So especially when they're chubby Woo-hoo! little baby devil seals. Chubby little baby devil seals. Oh my god, I had to draw that this week. Okay, we'll, we'll make that happen. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any other thoughts on this episode?
1: Other than hating whitey bitches? Uh, uh,
0: just one of the things I think that came out of the companion book this time was uh, them talking about because they had to make a conscious choice about who was going to come back. Yeah. Um, so one of the people they really wanted to bring back was Jessica, which would have mm. been fantastic dealing with Sam's that because that's a huge amount of guilt, right? Um mm. But the actress was unavailable, so that is why she was not brought back.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, one of the other ones they thought about bringing back was Gordon, and they said, you know, they basically thought they'd put Gordon through enough. And I'm like, I think you also put us through enough. And I'm very glad yeah. you did not bring I don't Gordon need, back. not Gordon. And because at least Henriksen won us over to him at the end, right? So then you can still have. And right. I think it's important that you have sympathy for these, like, for even though you brought, you had evil ghost children, who's going to have fucking sympathy for them? But, you yeah, know, no. it's.
1: But like, what you were saying, I think having some level of sympathy for these characters that you like, and the cool thing about like, like Gordon was way too complex. I think that that's good they didn't bring him back, even though I know you thought these were all whiny bitches. And I'm not saying that Henriksen wasn't complex. <clears throat> He wasn't. I mean, it was. He believed this because this is what a rational human believes, and that's what his job was. And then he changed when he was proven otherwise. And you came around, and then you learned to like him because he was on their side. And then he died in a sad, unnecessary situation. Then you've got, you know, basically, I think they, I think I like the characters they picked.
0: Yeah, I I think for the most part they were were pretty good choices, except
1: except the, the little twin, evil twin girls, like that you don't like know from anywhere.
0: Nobody likes evil chun girls, so.
1: I mean, not that we know a lot of Bobby's, like, past, so it may make sense, but still. So, yeah. All
0: right. I think we're going to end on that note. Um, everyone have a great week, and cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast.
1: Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Trap devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com.
0: Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick Production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement and performance
1: by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.